Holmes Memorial Stadium, home of Nebraska Volleyball. And this one right here gives me goosebumps. Nebraska is now a world record holder. Well... That's the sound of 92,003 fans packed into the University of Nebraska's Memorial Football Stadium last August. Spectators witnessed the world record attendance for a female sporting event when the university beat Omaha in a college volleyball match. Lindsay Peterson is a director of operations at the Nebraska Volleyball Programme. She's in Dublin this week to help launch the 2024 uh, Lidl Women's National Football League. And I'm delighted that she's here with me this morning because there's so much to talk about when it comes to women in sport. Good morning, Lindsay. How are you? I'm great. I'm delighted to be here and have had an amazing experience in Ireland. And um, it's such an exciting time for for the sport of the Women's League to be launched yesterday. And, and you could really just feel the buzz in the air. So I'm really appreciative that I had was able to be a part of it. Great. Well, let's talk about why, why you're here. Like we say in Ireland, we support women's sport, but we don't attend in big numbers. Take us back to last August in Nebraska. It was definitely a monumental day and hearing that play over, I could still get goosebumps thinking about that day because the impact of the day and the ripple effect that we've had since was not anything that we expected. Uh, we were we were, were competitive, obviously, in nature and our rival had beat us in setting the attendance record. And so we were out to take it back. And our only opportunity to do that was to hold a volleyball match in our outdoor football stadium. And um, initially, the planning of it was to hopefully get fill it halfway full, 50, 60,000. Um, but we quickly found through our marketing efforts and the way our ticket sales go- went after the first couple hours of that first day, we knew that we had an opportunity to really do something special. And so um, when we sold out the stadium and the talk of a world record um, came in front of us, and we knew we wanted to do that. And our fans are extremely loyal fans in Nebraska. We had a great fan base and they like to try to do something no one else has ever done. And I think to think about doing that for a female sport was definitely monumental. And it was monumental not only for our program, the sport of volleyball, but women's sports in general. And just the media attention across the world that it received, I think really made a statement about the direction that women can do it, go in sport and female sport has in the future. Can you give us a little bit of your, your own background? Were you a student at the University of Nebraska? Or? Yeah, I, I played there. I played for our current coach, who I work for is my boss now. And so I played for the volleyball program. Um, I grew up in Nebraska, was a little girl who uh, attended some of the Nebraska volleyball games, dreaming one day I'd be able to put on that uniform and, and represent my state. And um, my dream came true. And then now I, I feel like I have the best job in the world too, getting to work um, back with our volleyball program. But I am a mom of four. I um my husband, I met my husband in the athletic world too. And um, it's just been very, um, I'm very grateful to have had the experiences that I've had in this job and and working for Nebraska volleyball and the Nebraska athletics. And I think it's just a, um, the direction we're going and the impact they want to make on sport and on the young li- or lives of all these young women is incredible. And to be a part of that is really special. Before this world record attempt, what would have you seen, what were the attendances like at the volleyball matches? We, we our attendance is great. We sell out our venue, but our venue only holds eight thousand people. So um, the demand uh, for p- fans to see our game was there. We weren't sure that it was at that level. Um, but the opportunity to play there was going to allow fans that have never seen us play to see us play. and and we approached it as we wanted to be able to inspire 
young girls that have never seen us to see that they can dream big and some, you know, their future is very bright and what they can do is even bigger than what we just pulled off on that day. And so um, it didn't happen overnight. Our fan base, you know, 50 years ago, they started with the volleyball players were, you know, raising funds to have uniforms and um, setting up the chairs for fans to come watch. And you you got to attend a volleyball match if you following our uh, football match or football game fans would walk by the venue. And if you had a football ticket, you got to come into the volleyball game. And that's really how it started getting fans in the seats. Okay. Um, but so you're sort of piggybacking off the men's game? Absolutely. Yeah. And we had to be creative doing that. The coach at the time was like, knew that um, our football was huge. We were selling out our football stadium. We had a, a, a great tradition in that program. And he, he thought we need to try to grab some of that momentum and that, that fan base to c- come on board with us. I, I can tell so, you there, there are people listening in GAA, in, uh, in, in soccer, in various sports, whether it be uh, female or male or whatever. And they're used to doing bag packing what, this, in the grocery store where we pack the bags and people throw us a, a couple of a little bit of change or say, yeah, there uh-huh. you go. Or whether we're doing sponsored walks, whether we're doing a bake sale, we're doing all that. So we, we, we identify with that. And I can tell you as a parent of a 15 year old who's in GAA, like what we do is in our local our local team, um, there's a quite a big concert venue in one of the local parks, and the promoters of that concert venue pay the local GA club to provide stewards who work on the roads around the place in Orange Jersey. So you'll see the parents sitting there drinking cups of soup uh, or cups yeah. of tea, sitting on the chairs, and that's what we do to raise funds. So I, I definitely think we we can identify. By the way, if, if you're involved in women's sport, and we're talking about really participation today or attendance, actually trying to get people to come and see. We've got all these brilliant athletes and brilliant sports people in Ireland and we want people to see. Do please give us a shout, 51551 or 9 at rte.ie. So the free ticket was, that's a great idea. So the free ticket comes out and, and you might think, I know there might be a little bit of pride saying, well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to piggyback off somebody else's event. But these are the kind of things that you had to do. Right. We we had to think outside the box and take a risk. And I think that's the important thing. If anything time you're trying to create change, it's going to be uncomfortable. And um, you maybe have to put yourself out there a little bit. And the coach, you know, 40 years ago realized that and, and did it. And within years, then started to see the momentum of our program picking up. And, and then it came to where now we're a revenue-making sport. And we're one of very few in the nation that in female sports that makes revenue. And so we've come a long ways, and you think, in a pretty short period of time. And um, I think back to that day in August and seeing those former players who were the ones that were raising those funds and were setting up the chairs and to see the raw emotion they had on that day and the tears running down their face to know that they never dreamt it could come to this, but they were so thrilled and excited that we'd reached this point and for the young women that got to be a part of it. And now we hope that that inspires more young women, you know, to do the same in the future and that the, the players that played in that match are coming back in 20 years and seeing even greater numbers and statistics and um, that the the coverage of women's sports is in a greater level. Volleyball, your own sports, it's, it's growing exponentially around the world. It is. It's one of the most popular sports right now. And you see it in youth development and um, within our high school programs and in the United States and, and just on, on a global factor as well. And so... Uh, this past year, just in in the sport of college volleyball in the United States, I mean, the media outlets really jumped on board and the viewership increased and set record numbers and the number of matches televised were set record was a record setting year. So we're, we're getting in that heading in the right direction and we're trying to continue to, you know, go on this momentum headed in the right direction for for women's sport in general. 
you were invited to come and talk about the uh, come and talk at the launch of the the Lidl National League. Um, what what advice? To, obviously, when you knew you were invited in November to come over, and you obviously thought about it, and maybe you did a little bit of research about the Irish um, game and about attendance. What advice did you give at that talk? Well, I talked about the importance of taking a risk, and not to for great reward you have to have great risk. And I think. Um, Lidl really stands out when I think of that, to think of the risks they've taken to invest in the LFGA and the program and and the number of years they've been supporting it since 2016, um, putting $10 million into the development of the program. I mean, to think of that investment, they're taking a big risk, and that's what what a league needs. I mean, we had that same thing happen and that's how we got to where we were to set a world record. If you don't have someone with that buy-in, there's no way you can get to this point. So I think that's the biggest thing is you have to be willing to invest in it, whether it's resources, money, time, value, whatever, you have to invest in it if you want a great product. And um, it's gonna you're going to have some roadblocks and barriers, but you can't let those roadblocks well, Tell me what those roadblocks you. and barriers are. What did you encounter? Well, for us, it was a little different because we were incur- we were facing taking an in- outdoor sport or indoor sport to play outdoor. So there was a few different very vari- you know barriers that we were coming across that don't really apply to to the launch of this league. You, you might give us a little bit of the flavor, the climate <laughs> of Nebraska as well, for people who aren't familiar. Right. Whereabouts is it in the United States? It's center of the United States. And in August, you could have 90 degree temperatures. You could have pouring rain. You could have 40 mile an hour winds. You could have it snowing, possibly. I mean, the weather is incredibly and unpredictable. Winter? And yeah, in August, it's it's still, you're getting into fall, but you never know what you're yeah. going to get. And, and um, the summers are beautiful. They're they're a little warm, but and humid. But yes, I love our four seasons. You're, we get the, four the, seasons. The Nebraska Tourist Authority has just been on say you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they just know I'm being honest. So, so that's the, so there's all sorts of outdoor. So you're t- taking this indoor sport outdoors. Yeah. So that was a very. Um, we obviously were playing midweek, which normally when we're selling out our football stadium, it's a football Saturday. You know, schools, classes, and in sessions. So we had some of those different things we had to approach. But applying that to what the league has to do and the barriers they're going to face. I mean, you're going to receive. You're going to have times where um, you feel like you're hitting a valley. And I just I encourage them to feel like you need to focus on the peaks as you're trying to progress forward. There's going to be some valleys along the way and um, a little few setbacks, but you have to be creative to find your way around. And and I really encourage them to make it a, a moment where the family has an incredible memory and it's about the fan experience and some so let's, things let's, you can let's, let's go there. Let's talk yeah. about that because you're talking about midweek and sport, other sports events being on, big sport, bigger sports events, let's be straight, at the weekend. So you had to, to make midweek a thing. We did. How, we, did you, how did you do that? Well, we had to go to our president and chancellor and ask if we could close down school for the day because in order to bring 90-some thousand people onto campus for an event, um, it was going to be very difficult to have classes in session. And um, we met with our transportation, our city transportation, our security, um, all of our medical uh, safety people, and tried to figure out the best plan for a midweek game. How are we going to make this work when there's still businesses there in session? Saturdays, most of the downtown businesses are closed, and, and you don't have that work week to deal with. And it wasn't just our uh, university that – took that to heart, I feel like kind of the state as a whole took it. I mean, people came in for the entire day. At 8 a.m., there were already people on our campus ready for the event to happen that night. They, were, they approached it as a, almost like a football Saturday where you showed up and you tailgated with friends and families and you did. There so was, tailgating is where you have a little, we call it a little party. Right. 
little, little parties little in the party parking on lot. the ba- on the back of a back of the SUV or the back of the pickup, and you sit on the back and you, you have a little maybe a little barbecue. Yeah, or... little barbecue, maybe some fun competitive games, and um, we did we had some different activities with you know music, yeah. you know, and we had a act to interactive center for kids to come in and you know make posters for the yeah. game and do things well, like we, that. I don't know you haven't been here on a match day in Crow Park um, on a big match day. There are lots of activities outside as well in Sample Stadium and in, in, Par- in Par- Parky Cueve. There are those activities. Now we don't have the tailgating tradition that you have, but we could start it so, <laughs> since since lockdown. We've met a lot more out- outdoor dining as well. Can I can I ask you something as well, Lindsay? And I know time's a little bit tight, but I wanted to ask you. I have a 15-year-old daughter who's involved in GAA and she plays hockey. Yeah. She plays hockey as well. Um, and I'm, I'm, she was involved in gymnastics and when she left, they kept me. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I put out the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put the beam out. I do the parallel bars and then someone comes and makes sure they're tight. You know, I, I do all of that stuff. One of the things that I hear a lot about and there's been some research done on it um, in the gymnastics world and also in the GAA world is keeping young women in sport, particularly teenage girls. Have you come across that in Nebraska? I don't think the challenge is as great there because um, it's really the youth sport has grown so much. So the the clubs and the youth levels are huge, the high school levels, but there's opportunity beyond high school for, for uh, women to play as they move on. And I think um, it's important for you know, we talk about young boys, it's, it's normal to see them with a ball or, you know, throwing the rugby ball around or hockey stick or whatever. Um, you, It's just the perception is boys are geared toward sports, maybe not so much for girls. But I, I think back to, you know, my kids, I have a, a 10-year-old and 8-year-old and they're co-ed, they play co-ed baseball, co-ed soccer. I mean, they have, they're competing with girls. And I think that's where the switch needs to be is Sport isn't just for for men, and it can be something that women continue on. The intensity is still incredible. The athletic skill is still incredible. Um, the passion for the sport is there, and it's it's a the lessons that you learn learn in sport are so valuable to life. And so, I feel it's very disappointing to think that. If I saw my kids, or even think back to my my career as an, as an athlete, that at twelve. I fell out of sport because I think of how much it's impacted my life and the great lessons I've learned for it from it. And so I, I think it can be as it, as you look at the young families now, you can use it as a family event and get families involved. I mean, you say you're still involved with what your daughter <laughs> She's not even there anymore. She's not even there, you know? And so I think that's important is um to take take that there there's gonna be the opportunity to go support this you know, league here and, and take the opportunity to go support them as a family and see it and, and give that as an, another possibility, opportunity, future for, for a young girl to have. And I think that's very inspiring and promising and it just gives them hope and opportunity to dream bigger. And you have four boys. I have four boys. That's right. So I'm not, I don't even get to experience that, but from their point of view, I mean, they, to them, coming to a volleyball match is bigger in their eyes to watch the vo- women volleyball players than going to the football game to watch the men play football. So, I mean, that's just, it's not foreign to them to see women in sport. And I think that's where the switch needs to be is is it's on an equal playing field and the gap needs to And close. this is your first time in Ireland. First time and in Ireland. And it won't Ireland. be the last, I hope. It won't be. So- I'm so excited to follow the league and... And to come back and bring my family back. Yeah, bring and them it's back. A, You'll be very welcome. It's an amazing, amazing country. And the city has been, I mean, the people are so warm and welcoming and friendly. It's just, I've been 
thoroughly enjoyed my trip here and was delighted to come. Brilliant. Well, the uh, Get Behind the Fight is the campaign. It aims to increase uh, attendances. The Division 4 fixtures get underway on Sunday and the full National League programme kicks off on Saturday the 20th with Division 1 uh, Dublin and Kerry meeting at Parnell Park. Throw-in is 5.15. It's live on TG Cahar um, and that'll be repeated at the All-Ireland Final. So thank you so much, Lindy Peterson, Director of Operations, Nebraska Volleyball Programme and new Irish person that we've adopted. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank you very much. Thank you.